Welcome to Pro Tour Talk with Steve Dodge. I'm Steve Dodge. Today is October 20th, 2018. It is also the day after the women's semifinals at the Tour Championship. Full stop. That is what we're talking about today. So in 1440 or thereabouts, a guy named Johannes Gutenberg invented, invented, he invented the printing press. He changed the course of history. It's a pretty good day for him, I'm guessing. And then maybe a hundred years later, Martin Luther nailed his theses to the door of the church and said, I'm not happy with the way things are. Funny thing, some people agreed. He also changed the course of history. And then our founding fathers, the American founding fathers, said to England, hey, we're not happy. We want to change things. This is what we think is going to happen. And they declared independence. JFK said, let's go to the moon. Ronald Reagan said, tear down this wall. There are lots of moments when history changes. And I kind of feel like that day in August or September when Paige Bjorka said, I think I want to play disc golf. I'll go to college later. I think that might have changed the course of our sports history as well. And not in just a a small way for Paige Bjorkas, who would go on, as we all know, to become world champion just a couple weeks later. Not in that small of a way, but in a really big way. If I remember, I'll get to that later. But for now, we're going to boil it down and talk about the FPO semifinals at the Tour Championship where Paige Bjorkis once again changed the history of disc golf. Here we go. It might be time to buckle up. So we're going into the semifinals. There's eight women playing. Four of them will advance. There's two cards playing. If you win your card, you advance. And if you get a wild card, if you're one of the best two that didn't win their card, you also advance. Card one, in order of tour points, was Paige Pierce, Jessica Weiss, Rebecca Cox, and Ellen Widboom. Ellen Widboom had already made her story yesterday. If she could continue it going, she would definitely be the Cinderella story. But it was absolutely not expected. Rebecca Cox was nursing an injury, was very happy to succeed yesterday just to get to this point, but to expect her to do it again would have been asking a lot. This day was really Jessica Weiss's and Paige Pierce's. In the other card, you have Sarah Hokum, Katrina Allen, Paige Birkus, and Madison Walker. 
Sarah Hokum, Tour Points champion, fully expect her to get through. Katrina Allen, having a pretty good season. I'll say a pretty quiet season, but pretty good. I would expect her to get through. She just won the Hall of Fame Open. Paige Bjorkis, I'd put her on the bubble. And Madison Walker, who, much like Rebecca Cox, is definitely improving her skills and definitely has the skills to make the cut, is nursing an injury, and uh, we, we can't expect her to go through. So realistically, we're looking at four women advancing, and you've got on this card Sarah, Katrina, and Paige Bjorkus, and on the other card you have Paige Pierce and Jessica Weiss. When we think about those five women and who's going to advance, the combinations get to be pretty fun. And watching the first round, so the first group goes off at noon yesterday, the second group goes off at three. So the first group's going to finish their round and then the second group will, will know what numbers they need to meet in order to uh, make it into the semifinals. Uh, just so people know, that was the, the groups were randomly decided which would go first. Uh, we did the same thing on the men's side, and that'll be happening this afternoon. Please watch. We go live at noon. So anyway, uh, in the noon round, Jessica Weiss pulls out to an early lead, birdieing holes one and two. And Paige Pierce would never get more than one stroke away. Or less than once? I don't know what's the... Anyway, Jessica led door-to-door, bumper-to-bumper, end-to-end. And she ended up shooting a four-down. Uh, in the set, in the first round, in the quarterfinals, the hot round, I believe, was an even. So four-down, obviously, a pretty good number. Paige Pierce, birdies two of the last three holes, closes the gap to one, and ends up shooting a three-down. Pretty impressive bars. Basically, we're all looking at that saying, okay, so in all likelihood, two, two of the women from the 3 o'clock card will probably, uh, will probably best uh, Ellen Widboom's plus five and will probably advance. Can't expect two of them to necessarily beat minus three, but that's not what they need to do. So fast forward to 3 o'clock. We've got Sarah Hokum, Katrina Allen, Paige Birkus, and Madison Walker. Three holes in, Katrina Allen is three under par. Paige Birkus and Madison Walker are one under par. Sarah Hokum is sitting at par. We're just three holes in, but Katrina, Paige, and Madison are in a really good place to get that minus three and minus four. Madison falls off very quickly over the next three holes, going bogey, bogey, double bogey. At hole nine, basically, her chances of advancing would, would be crushed with a triple bogey. There's a lot of OB out here, folks. This is not an easy course. Uh, if you haven't watched any of the coverage yet, I highly recommend uh, you go and watch it. Um, round one is, uh, is already out. For the women, uh, you could go watch a condensed version 
of round one on the Pro Tour YouTube channel. Thank you to Parsave Productions for putting together a beautiful piece. And uh, I believe Paige Birkus and Rebecca Cox do the commentary on that. It is a very fun round to watch. So if you haven't seen this course, you really need to check it out. There's a lot of places to get big numbers. So Sarah Hokum pars all the way through to hole six. By that point, she is four strokes behind Katrina Allen and Paige Birkus. What in the world is going on? Is it possible? Could it even possibly be possible that Sarah Hokum, our tour points champion, would not advance? We shall see. Sarah goes on to birdie three of the next five holes and say, by the way, folks, I'm still here. She's three down through 11. Katrina Allen goes bogey, birdie, birdie. And she's sitting at five down. Paige Birkus also cards two birdies in that stretch, but also cards two bogeys. She's lost a stroke. She's four down. So now it's Five, four, three, Katrina, Paige, Sarah. Hole 12, Katrina birdies again. Katrina would birdie again on hole 14. Birdieing actually five, four out of six holes by at that point. She's seven down through 14. Sarah Holcomb cards another birdie. She's four down. Paige Bjorkus cards another bogey and falls to three down. Okay. So the world is kind of righted here. Things are, you know, Sarah's doing Sarah things. Katrina's doing Katrina things. And Paige Birkus is, is, is doing a really impressive job of putting herself in a position where she has an opportunity. That's the world that we expect. On hole 15, Paige Birkus has an opportunity to go to minus four. So remember... On the first card in the morning, Jessica Weiss is in no matter what. She's got a minus four, and she won her card. She's through. Paige Pierce is at minus three. She's on the bubble at this point. We've got two wild cards that will advance. So either Sarah, Katrina, or Paige Birkus will win this card in the afternoon round. And then there's two spots left that will be advancing as the wild cards. Paige Pierce is at minus three, and Paige Bjorkus is at minus three. On hole 15, she's got about a 20-foot putt on an elevated basket, but still, not a long putt, a putt that she would expect to hit. She hits the top of the cage. It bounces up. Her just looks at the chains, but decides to fall back out. And there was an audible, audible? A notable sense that maybe Paige Birkus didn't quite have it. And in yesterday's podcast, I asked you to go check out Simon Lazat's drive on hole 17 because it was a thing of beauty. I'm going to ask you to go check out Paige Birkus's putt on hole 16 because that putt may have changed the course of disc golf on the women's side. Paige Birk has put it up and instantly, 
everybody said, and this is, I'm going to open up the stats. I don't have the stats open right now. Why didn't I do that? They have it listed as a 69-foot putt. I was going to guess 70. But anyway, Paige Bjorkas puts it up, and instantly everybody says, wow, that has the right trajectory. That is headed in exactly the right direction. I hope it has enough power. I'm getting goosebumps again. I had goosebumps yesterday when I was doing this, and I'm getting them again. And uh, the disc, just like on 15, hits the top of the cage and bounces up. But this time, it was doing it from 70 feet instead of 20. And it had enough momentum behind it, and it bounced up and tickled the chains and just settled so nicely right in the cage. It was not the quintessential putt, but it was a 70-foot putt to go minus four. Sarah Hokum also birdies the hole. I think at this point she's minus six. And Katrina Allen pars the hole, so she's at minus six. So the interesting thing, we've got two holes left. Sarah Hokum and Katrina Allen are minus six. Paige Bjorkas is minus four. All three of these players would be winning the 12 o'clock card. About a third of a round ago, or this round ago, we were thinking, is Sarah Hokum going to make it through? How could the Tour Points leader, the Tour Points champion, not make it through to the finals? Now with two holes left, we're starting to see a reality where Paige Pierce might not make it into the finals. Paige Pierce, who won the first three Pro Tour events, who won, I don't know if she won the first three National Tour events, my guess is she did, who we talked about having potentially the most dominant season ever, not just on the women's side, but potentially better than Paul McBeth's 2015 round or Ken Climo's 1995 season. And if Paige Bjorkis can just go par-par in the last two holes, she will knock out Paige Pierce. And sure enough, on hole 17, Paige Bjorkis plays a very safe shot on her drive. On 17, you can either be aggressive on your drive and then you have an easy up and down for three, or you can play safe and you have a challenging up and down for three. She played it safe on the drive and put her up shot probably about 200, 220 feet, three feet away from the pin. I remember holding my breath on that shot thinking this is a really important shot for her, maybe for her career, maybe for for the way that she can she can view herself. And sure enough, she nails that shot. On a hole 18, a par 5, if you play safe, you can usually get a par 5 on that, as long as you get a good tee shot. And Paige Birkus got a good tee shot. And at that point, we all kind of knew the ground was shifting. Now, Katrina Allen and Sarah Hokum would end up both parring Uh, bogeying 17 and parring 18. They'd finish at minus 5. 
Paige Birkus would go par par and finish at minus four. Those three women would join Jessica Weiss, who also shot a minus four in the first round and won her card. And those four, three, four women will be advancing to the finals, where they will play at noon on Sunday. Buckle up. Get ready to watch. Now, Paige Birkus did not change the way that we view, well, not 100%, did not change the way that we view the rankings of the women in disc golf. Uh, I think if anybody puts Paige Pierce up against any one of those four, uh, worst case for Paige Pierce, it would be a coin flip. Best case, people were going to pick Paige Pierce to win that battle eight out of ten times. That didn't change. But what did change is that a woman named Paige Burkus decided to play disc golf as her career because she was pretty good at it. She went on to win the world championships. And then she comes down to the Disc Golf Pro Tour Tour Championships, hosted by Prodigy, and knocks out the best player in the world to claim her spot in the finals. And whether Paige Birkus wants to know it or not, there are hundreds of seven to 12-year-old girls that saw her do that who say, I want to be that happy. I want to have that much fun in my life. I want to play disc golf. And those are the people that are going to change the sport. And they are going to point to these moments and say, that's why. Winning worlds was a much bigger accomplishment than making the finals. But that putt on 16, that putt that said, I think I can, is the putt, the singular moment that may have changed women's disc golf. We'll know more in about 10 years. As soon as I, after the break, we'll We'll talk a little bit about the men, but thank you very much for the women yesterday putting on an amazing show on what might become known as Women's Friday at the Tour Championship going forward. That was that was a fun thing to behold. If you're anywhere near Jacksonville, you owe it to yourself to come on out Saturday today or Sunday tomorrow and watch the semifinals and the finals. If you uh, if you're not Please tune in noon to six. We've got the live broadcast and we've got edited coverage from yesterday going up today on our YouTube channel. Uh, tip of the Tough to uh, Parsave Productions, uh, Craig and Chris, and uh, Tip of the Tough to Corey and Brian, who are also out here and will be putting out uh, content as well. So it's going to be fun to watch. Please do so. So it's interesting to me how on day one, the men's side was super exciting and the women's side was kind of decided uh, quickly and, and painlessly. Well, not painlessly. Obviously, some people were cut. But uh, on 
day two, the exact opposite happened. Where the women's side was insanely exciting, and the men's side was was kind of decided pretty early, pretty quickly. Um, on the first two cards, again, we have uh, four cards in the top half ex- uh, advance. In the first two cards, um, we had Chris Dickerson shooting minus 10 again. He might have to be the favorite going in. This is minus 10, minus 10 is insane. I can't imagine it. Uh, and then we had Seppo Paiu shooting minus 7 again. And then you had Simon Lazat, Calvin Heimberg, and Joel Freeman all shooting minus 6. They all kind of assumed that one or two of them would be eliminated. And in that case, it would be Joel and Calvin in that order because of tour points. Little did they know that on the last two cards, only three people would advance. Or was it two? I think it might just be two. Um, yeah, Nico Locastro and Paul Ulamari. Oh, Johnny McRae. So, yeah, Johnny McRae ends at minus 10. Nico Locastro, Paul Ulamari shoot minus sevens. And everybody else falls short. Jeremy Colling, Nate Perkins, and Colton Montgomery, and Reed Frescura shooting uh, minus five to minus three, respectively. Uh, but nobody really gave gave it gave the the minus six guys a significant scare in the back nine, and it was really interesting to watch people not quite get there. A couple of eagle shots on seventeen might have changed stuff, but they didn't happen. Well, Drew Gibson got one. But that was uh, that was too little, too late. So on the men's side, going into today, uh, we have some really good semifinal matchups, and I'll go in order, starting at our noon card, which is going live today. James Conrad, Garrett Gerthy, Nicolo Castro, and Joel Freeman. Good luck picking a winner there. Our one o'clock card: Nate Sexton, Eagle McMahon, Johnny McRae, and Seppo Paiu. Again, these are insane cards. Uh, that 1 o'clock card will be covered by Parsave on our YouTube channel, on the Pro Tour YouTube channel. Uh, look for it on Sunday. Uh, the 2 o'clock card, Ricky Wysocki, Kevin Jones, Paul Ulibarri, and Calvin Heimberg. That's the 2 o'clock card will be covered by Corey Merle and Brian Geis. Um, thank you, guys, and that will also be coming out on the Pro Tour YouTube channel. And then the, the second live card that goes out at 3 Paul Macbeth, Grady Shue, Simon Lazat, and Chris Dickerson. How often is the rookie of the year the schlub of a card? Grady Shue, we are rooting for you to be our Cinderella story. Best of luck. So that's it, folks. Tune in today from noon to 6. Watch the best men in the world vie for a spot. Win your card and advance. You only have to worry about the people on your card. That is it today. So, thank you all for listening. I had a lot of fun putting that together. I hope you had a lot of fun listening. It's time to have a lot of fun watching. Here we go. Have a great afternoon. Get the popcorn ready.